Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I am Chuck Peters, your host. I'm joined today by Jana Magruder. Hey, Jana. Hey, Chuck. Director of LifeWay Kids. And she and I are here at the Etch Family Ministry Conference. Live. Our conference. Yes. Live, live now, but by the time they hear it, it... Not live. Recorded <laughs> before a live studio audience. Go. How's that? So we are recording this in the Music City Center during the Etch Family Ministry Conference, and it's a little noisy. Mm-hmm. So if you hear part of the vibe, yeah, if you yeah. hear talking or buzz or whatever in the background, is because there's a lot of stuff going on. Right. One of the great things about the Etch Conference, and if you ha- if you're not here, you should be. So come next year. Etchconference.com yes. is where you can find information and registration. Sign up today. Bring your team. One of the great things about it is we have so many friends who come to Nashville for the conference who are thought leaders in the kids and student ministry space. And one of those is Jenny, Jenny Funderburg-Smith. We're so glad to have you back. Thank you so much for having me back. It's great to be here. We love to be able to sit down with friends and kind of hear what's what God is doing in and through you and what's new on your heart yes. and, and, and get some advice right and so we want to talk with you you are you're doing a session here a breakout at the event about recruiting yes right and that's one of those things that we all struggle with or live with we all live with it and we actually called it how to stop dreading recruiting so i think that kind of right summarizes that's a how good we word. all feel about it it really <laughs> does and i mean and that is we talk to churches all the time all over the country and the number one pain point that they will tell us is Volunteer recruitment is right. the number one most dreaded yep. thing that I have to do in my job description. Yep. And it's a big part of the job. Yeah, absolutely. Right, because sometimes people know you need to recruit and they don't want, Jana has great stories about people that don't want to look you in the eye. And they, and they run Making, you're coming making and a room clear when you walk <laughs> right. in the door. You know right. that feeling. Absolutely. I mean, it's terrible. Absolutely. So for those of you who don't know Jenny, Jenny is the wife of Dan and mama to three girls. How old are your girls now? 12, 10, and 5. Okay. So you are in the throes of Lots parenting. Lots of words, lots of drama. Mm-hmm. Yes. With girls. <laughs> she serves as the minister to children at West Bradenton Baptist in Bradenton, Florida. Yes. 95 and degrees yesterday, 47 degrees here today. There you go. <laughs> wow. A little bit different. Florida's like a whole different world sometimes. It so is. yeah, it's it's forever summer. Yes, which is until good. it's forty-seven. And then you know, <laughs> no, forty-seven right. here. Forty-seven, 47 here. Ninety-seven yeah. there. Oh, I thought you meant it dropped in Florida. Oh no no no. Not following. I'm talking. That's the Texas weather pattern. That's what I'm saying. Texas weather pattern. It can drop fifty degrees. Yeah, it can be. They say they say if you don't like the weather in Tennessee, wait three days. Right, and it'll change. So Jenny's passionate about equipping the church to disciple kids, which makes her such a great fit for us and our friendship to follow Jesus. And she also loves ice cream, right? The beach, which goes with Florida. In Tennessee football, which has really, Good I don't balls. get, you're not a Gator? <laughs> no, I'm or not a Seminole? Not a, you're not a native. No, I grew up in Chattanooga. Okay. okay. There oh, you go. that makes sense. So, so we I, we lived in Florida for a very short period of time, about five years. Okay. When we moved into our house, my next door neighbor came over and he said, Gators or Seminoles? I had no idea what he was talking about. Right. And he said, I'll give you, I'll give you a week and then I'll let you know if we're going to be friends or not. And you uh, picked? I picked wrong. <laughs> You're not going to tell me. <laughs> well, it was it was like Tim Tebow time in the Gator oh. Zone, so it was, you know. Okay. We digress. Let's, like talk anyway. <laughs> Let's talk about recruiting. Let's talk about that. Yes. Let's we, move on from that. Recruiting is one of those never-ending tasks, it right, in is. ministry. Right? And so we, we need some tips. What can we do, Jenny? Help us. Please. Like, you know, we think about why is it so difficult and why do we dread it so much? You know, I think the easy answer is because we get told no all the time, mm-hmm. right? Yep. We feel like you were talking about a minute ago mm-hmm. that people run from us. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody we ask says no. 
I think we tie a lot of emotions to that. Mm -hmm. That we end up frustrated, obviously, because everybody's saying no. Um, a lot of times that can turn to anger. We get some pretty crazy excuses. Mm -hmm. um, I shared <laughs> earlier, I think, one of the most original. You, I've been in mystery almost 20 years. I thought I'd heard it all. This year for VBS, somebody said their dog was having surgery, so they could not, okay. could not yeah. serve, yeah. right? And so we hear that enough, and that builds up some anger and right. some resentment in us. Um, frustration. We feel isolated sometimes. There honestly aren't yes. other ministries, even within our church, that have to recruit as much as we do. Yeah. And a lot of times that leaves us feeling very alone. And sometimes um, we need a lot of volunteers. We need a lot, space, a lot, a right? lot more. more than other places. Right, and sometimes it's okay if a door greeter doesn't show up, but right. if somebody's not there to rock the baby. And you don't have your ratios, right. Other, then what? Right, yeah. so we feel isolated because yes. most of the other, even staff, mm -hmm. don't understand right. what that requires. And then we deal with that desperate feeling. Sunday is always coming, and we've always got to have that room filled with somebody. And so, you know, our emotions get really tied up into all of that, which I think is why we dread it so much. And so, you know, I think the first thing that we've got to do in dealing with that is adjust that attitude. Romans 12 talks about um, being transformed by renewing our mind, by mm -hmm. allowing God renewing our mind. I think that comes into this attitude a lot. Mm -hmm. um, that passage talks about don't be conformed to this age. Like this age, this world, if they looked at all that that we are trying to do that, and how we felt about it, they'd say run, get away, get far away right. from it, right? Um, and so we have to renew how we're thinking about it and realize that this isn't just that annoying part of our job. This is part of what God has called us to do. God calls us to equip the saints, as Ephesians says, right? And that it's not just that annoying thing that we have to do on the side just to get by. This is part of what we're called to do. Mm. Right? That's good. So um, this isn't somebody else's problem. I know a lot of times we think, well, if only the pastor would yes. fill in the blank, right. then that would solve all the problems of the world. Right. We've got to remember that he's, the pastor's hired us because this is part of our job. Yeah. And yes, Praise the Lord when he's supportive and, and sharing things from the pulpit right. and that kind of yes. thing. But we got to remember it's not his job. And we got to remember, we got to adjust our attitude that it's not us versus them. It's not us versus all of those people who don't love Jesus enough to serve, right? Yes. Sometimes we yeah. set ourselves up into that almost martyr mentality mm -hmm. of Victim. us versus yes. them. Yeah, absolutely. And so we don't, we definitely want to have our minds transformed from that. Um, you mentioned how it's always a thing. It's mm -hmm. always a thing with every church. I think it helps us to remember that this isn't an original problem. Right. Jesus talked about the harvest is plentiful That's and right. the workers are few, are few. right? So yeah. even even in Jesus's time, that was a deal yeah. because we have hundreds and millions of kids that need to know Jesus. And even if we do all the things, and we do all the things correctly, we're somebody still going to have the flu, we're moved to Ohio. We still are going to have to keep recruiting all yes. the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just have to, again, adjust our attitude that this is a spiritual part of our ministry. Mm. It's not, again, the annoying, goofy thing that we have to do that we hate. Yeah. This is God work. This is gospel work yes. and putting people into the right places. How does our motivation in how we recruit affect mm -hmm. our success in recruiting? So I think of, you know, the, we, we can all think of the, the stereotypical standing up at the front of the, of the altar and saying every head is bowed and we just need three volunteers right. for first grade. Any three, anybody, <laughs> right. right? Or else we're going to have to shut down the first and there's sort of guilt and there's kind of you know, pleading. Right. And how is that different than when you engage with someone about the, the purpose of the ministry and what is it that they, that they right. how they can contribute? Yeah, it makes a total difference because what we're communicating when we do those kind of 
desperate pleas is we're communicating we're a desperate sinking ship. Please can be a part of that. And right. Who wants, who who wants, wants to, to do be that? With that person? <laughs> right? it's, it's so true. You know, it's like if we saw somebody um, put up an ad for their restaurant of, you know, come try us out. The food might be all right. right. We really need you to be here. Nobody's sitting here. Well, otherwise, we're going to go out of business. Right. Right? You're, so. you're not going to go there, right? right. Not going to go there. But instead, if we can lead and if we can recruit through vision casting and yeah. through showing, we did um, a big push a few years ago for recruiting and called it um, Calling All Superheroes, where we huh. celebrated our volunteers huh. that were already there as superheroes, but also saying there are superheroes sitting out here and you just don't know your superpowers yet. Yeah. Kind, of, oh, cool. kind of that like idea, that. right? Yeah. And that um, the bigger idea is that they could be superheroes in the lives of kids, right. that they're kids from hurting homes, they're kids um, who need to know the Lord, and you can be the superhero in their life. And so... So that kind of spin, spin's probably the wrong word, but that kind of emphasis right. of, right. A, there's a bigger picture here. It's not, we just need you to be a warm body filling a room, yes. but we need you to come and impact the lives of our kids. That's what makes a difference. And that's what makes people want, you want to you want to share what people want to be a part of right. and come and be part of the desperate sinking ship. You know, yes. we don't want to threaten people. We're going to send the kids into the sanctuary if you don't come serve. That what is that communicating? I've done that, I think. Right? Yes. I think we all yes. have at some yes. point. This, how that this desperation will be closed if we don't have three more volunteers in the baby room. Yes. Right, which you may get a warm body, but then you have to do the same thing the next exactly. week. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so yeah, warm bodies don't stay. Warm bodies do not stay. If you can stay. get them to initially right. join, you, they don't right. retain. Yeah. as well as somebody who really buys into the why. Right. Guilt lasts only so long. My pastor says that about preaching about tithing, right? It's well, you can stand true. up and guilt, and people may pay more that day or right. give more that day, but the next week, is all, they're not going to want to come. So. But back to the senior pastor, you know, I remember thinking, oh, goodness, if I could only have him, you know, cast vision or, or just make the all call from the right. pulpit, they'll listen to him. Right. But the truth is, if they hear it from him, I think people automatically think, oh, someone else is going to do that. Absolutely. Or there's an announcement in the bulletin, oh, someone else will do that. Yeah. It really has to come from a one-on-one ask. Is that your experience? It absolutely has to be a personal invitation. We had a a building and grounds group in our church come and say, uh, we're about to do a big renovation. They were preparing some stuff. They said, we need some guys. And I guess they they know I have to recruit people all the time, so why not ask me to recruit for this too? (laughs) We need some guys to build this stuff. (laughs) They said, we need you to get them to do an announcement from the stage. And I said, well, we can do that, but if you will go and find five guys that you think are able-bodied and can do that, that's going to work better. I said, okay, we'll try that, but can you get that announcement? And so we did. So announcement for 700 people, I think they had one guy show up from that. But out of the five that they went and invited personally, those guys came, right? Because there's a personal connection there. There's a relationship there. And I think that's the key um, to recruiting that we miss sometimes is the relationship is so important. And so I so encourage, I always encourage people who are kids ministers to recruit themselves out of being in a classroom all the time. Oh, yes. And that's so hard. That's so hard. But if we don't, we can't know people. And without that relationship, we can't invite them to come be a part of it. And that's where you have to look at yourself as doing adult ministry because yes. you've got to pour into those volunteers. Absolutely. And if you're tied up in a classroom all the time, you're not able to serve those volunteers with how you need Absolutely. to develop them. Absolutely. I've worked hard over the years to pour into volunteers, but also to kind of make myself an expert on the other adults in the church. Like I want to know who's that's in good. what class, yep. who is serving where, who's doing stuff, so that I know where we can pull from when we need to. Yes. And if we're only in kids' world and only with goldfish and crayons and three-year-olds, right. we can't know that. And I think our job has to be bigger than that to right. be able to recruit. Like I always made it my mission to know who had a truck 
yes. or a trailer. Right. Because we need those things in children's <laughs> right. ministry. Right. So. I, I have both. <laughs> Good to know. And we you need to remember that. recruited for sure. <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. What other practical tips do you have that would help our listeners with volunteer recruitment? You know, I think one thing to remember is we need an easy next step for people. Mm. We're really bad at saying, hey, we need you to do this. Come let us know if you can. Well, by the time they get out of church and go eat lunch and whatever, it's totally out of their brain. So right. whether it's a text this number if you can help or fill out mm. this thing and do it That's immediately. Good. or See you in the back right after. Yeah, just some, whatever works for your culture of your church. Just yeah. something immediate where they can immediately respond to that. And then from there, I think we've got to make sure that our process is easy, thorough, definitely. We want to keep all the crazy people out, thorough, but... but easy like it right Jim Weidman says all the time you don't need to make it easier to buy a car than to serve in kids ministry right so let's make yeah. sure that our hoops are thorough right. but not so hard that it that it's impossible and we don't right. want to throw them to the lion so I think that's a good point a good um, thing that we need to make sure we do too is make sure that all of our next steps are good and training and, and getting them ready mm-hmm. so that our process is good so maybe they'll stay a while and we don't have to replace them and recruit again yeah it's good yeah. What's your advice on when you go to recruit, for what sort of duration, what kind of period of service do you tend to ask for? Sure. I do a whole church year. So Good for you. I, consistency is a huge yep. thing to me. Um, and not to chase a rabbit, but I think the number one game changer in our ministries for recruiting is consistency. Yep. Asking for Absolutely. every week for an extended period of time. Um, so I do do a year. I, I spoke with a lady recently who is a large church in Tampa, and she's inherited a culture of preschool is all once a month volunteers. Yeah. So, so what you do you have to? I mean, a lot right? of our listeners are doing that. So yeah. why, why the year long commitment versus the come once yeah. a month or one week on? I mean, I've heard it all. Right, right. There's so many varieties right. to it, and I, if you can, it helps you because it's less scheduling for you rather than trying to figure out. So for her, if she has 10 preschool classrooms, that's 80 volunteers a month she's got to manage, right? Because it's every week. So that helps her if she only has to manage 20. And you know as well, if somebody is just committed for once a month or once every six weeks or whatever, they're going to be the ones that forget or have to call out or get sick or whatever. Committed in air quotes. (laughs) Right? They're They're only so committed, right? Which makes your recruiting have to to increase as well. And so... And they're not falling in love with... Absolutely. ...what children's ministry can be. Right. So it helps us. It helps them. It helps them to be Mm -hmm. in and be bought in and be all in. And it helps the kids, too, by having somebody different in every yes. week or every yes. six weeks or something like that. And that's huge. That creates a whole lot of chaos in your in your ministry. Yeah. Um, so by giving them a year, I think that's mm-hmm. a fair beginning and end. There mm-hmm. is light at the end of the tunnel, but yeah. it's a long enough to provide consistency for all right. of us. Yeah. Right. So don't be afraid to ask for a real commitment. Do not be afraid to ask yeah. to make the big ask. There's so many times I hear people say, "Well, I would have done that, just nobody asked." And we want to uh, shake, we want to shake yeah. them and say, right. "What do you mean? Don't right. you know? Can't right. you just come do it?" Yeah. But we just. Just asking. But just I think be we're invited. also afraid to ask too much. We are. Right? And we are. maybe we're not asking enough. I think you're exactly right. I think mm-hmm. um, our bar for that is way lower than most people's. I mean, at worst, they're going to say no. And that, mm-hmm. that's really okay. It's really mm-hmm. okay to be told no. Yeah. We just can't be afraid of that. Okay. Well, hey, it has been so good to have you. It's and so thank good. You for, I appreciate you guys so much. It's always good to hear these kinds of conversations because we live so much in that space yeah. as in children's ministry. Yeah. And so to hear from thought leaders that have been in this for 20 years <laughs> and have... You feel know, old every time we say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, but it, guys, you should see her. She does not look like that. No, not at all. 
She looks like she's just fresh out of college. Wow, honestly. thanks. Yes. <laughs> That's why I love you, Miss <laughs> <laughs> no. But thank you for sharing because sure. I think that it's very practical, but it's also very um, challenging. I mean, yeah. I hope people receive it as a challenge to I go so and rethink how they yeah. approach volunteer recruitment. So Absolutely. thank you. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate the work that you do and appreciate you letting me be a part here. Thank you, Jenny. Thank yeah. you, Jana. Absolutely. Listeners, thank you. Guys, you don't have to dread recruiting. It can actually be something that, that I think when you do it well, you can enjoy it because it's really fun to find people who are really great at serving in kids ministry. We all have a story of somebody who identified us and gave us an opportunity. And obviously we have all fallen in love with kids ministry and, and turned into real service. So don't think you're asking too much. Make sure you ask for enough when it comes to that commitment. It's better for your church, for the kids and the leaders. And you have a great opportunity, guys, to influence the next generation of of ministry leaders. So this is just a wonderful opportunity. Jenny, thank you for your tips and your advice. Listeners, thank you for listening. Join us back again for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.